Where's my ice cream? Ah, thank you. Mmm. Big gay ice cream is the best. <laughs> what? <laughs> Big gay ice cream is the best. That's the whole video. Our next president. Yeah. That's uh okay, so that was Michael Bloomberg. I'm that was just teams. a tweet from Team Bloomberg straight yeah. up. What was I don't, that? I don't care if he's I don't care if he's not taking donations. I'm I'm getting You're, a refund. Yeah. I'm getting a <laughs> refund. I'm donating. From I'm calling I'm calling the Bernie campaign asking for a refund. And I'm putting that money in an envelope, and I will hand it personally to Michael I'm gonna Bloomberg. I'm going to chase him down and be like, please yes. take my money, sir. Um, I don't know what that... <laughs> he was just standing there. The premise of this... It was a 10-second yeah. video they tweeted. His campaign Big gay account. ice cream is the best. He's standing there. Like, there's a script to this, which is really funny. He's standing there. There's no ice cream. He's like, where's my ice cream? And then it appears in oh, his hand he, with a little film trick. Oh, I was watching it. Yeah, I was watching it last night because I... And I, I was... Like for like uh like thirty minutes, I kept thinking about the premise <laughs> because the premise is he lost his ice cream. <laughs> he it it should back. be here. So the premise of the of the premise of this sketch, right, is Michael Bloomberg has lost his ice cream. He doesn't know where his ice cream. Where the is. heck did it go, Mike? Mike, he lost his ice cream. He was eating ice cream one second. He lost track. He lost track of it. play that play that from the top. Yeah, run that back. Where's my ice cream? Ah, thank you. Mmm. Big gay ice cream is the best. <laughs> he goes, Wait, just also where's, where's my ice cream? And then somebody is like, oh, here you go, Mike. He's like, oh, thank you. Mmm. Big gay ice cream is the best. And then he shouts out big gay ice cream, which is like a brand. It's yes. like a brand, like it's a like Ben a & Jerry's York, type. Yeah, like New York-based ice cream brand. Yes. Yeah, it's like an ad for big guy ice cream his campaign's like shouting out the brand which is like yeah which every i don't part of it's very confusing are they sponsoring the campaign but he's is shouting it, is he he's not, sponsoring he's taking, them he's not taking donors but he's taking sponsors maybe i don't know man is it is and it's also just very clearly it seems to be like you know an an outreach effort i mean like hey he's not even like really coming out supporting uh <laughs> LGBTQ rights. He's just like just products. We do like the same ice cream. Yeah, he's I know all LGBT you guys. Ice cream. All you guys, gals, uh, non-binary yeah. people. We all. I know. I know. This is the ice cream you eat. Well, so they, we could agree. We could agree on yeah. that. You're gay, so you eat the gay ice cream. It's what's the full? What's the full LGBT? LGBTQI IP ice cream. Oh. 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 <laughs> okay. <Yes>. Okay. Um, <laughs> We have, uh, by the way, we have Ooh, Lance Banks wee. back in the building. Hello. Welcome. Lance is back. This is my first time at this location. Yes, you're at the new podcast studio, HQ studio. Yeah. Um, welcome. In the, in the, um, in the situation room. Yep. Yeah. And uh, we're making you, dude, I mean, I I can't stop thinking about Bloomberg. I've talked about him a little bit on this pod, but I actually went, like, it's crazy how much money he has. Um and I was trying to like do some math last night because I was like, okay, well, what's his net worth? I want to see like how many p humans, like average humans, it would take to like add up to that amount of money. Uh -huh. But I typed in his, tried typing in his net worth to my iPhone calculator. You can't even type it in. Too like, many digits. Well, like, too many digits. The Apple up. calculator doesn't go that big. Imagine how much uh, big gay ice cream you could buy. <laughs> you could buy. <laughs> I mean, you could definitely buy the brand. You could buy so much big gay ice cream. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's just. <laughs> 
it's fast. I don't know why he's doing it. It's it's part of the mounting evidence building up that like money can't make you cool or even not completely weird. Yeah. You would think if you have billions of dollars, you're just buying attention. Yeah, but it's not even good. Yeah. Like you're doing, you're buying attention, and then you're doing that, just being like, hmm. Yeah. I love this ice cream. Well, it worked. <laughs> it's out. also gay. It worked. It, I mean, it's worked for other people, but like it's kind, yeah more uh more dynamic personalities. Just like I mean, everybody knows. Uh, yeah, Donald Trump didn't want to actually be par- be president. Well, for him, I get it because it's like an ego thing. Like yeah, uh, he wants the title. But he was gonna to fully get that to set up like his own. TV yeah, he was trying network. to lose trying to... and then launch Trump TV, which would have put Fox News out of the business. Mm-hmm. Fox News, they'd be uh. You know, they'd be out of business like a dog. But uh, also, Trump doesn't have nearly as much money as Bloomberg. It's people question uh-huh. if he even has a billion dollars, yeah. which uh, I don't yeah. think he does. Yeah. Michael Bloomberg has he 52. he might have built it up now through things he's able to achieve while in office, but I don't uh, know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's definitely good for the brand, for yeah. sure. Oh, huge. I was thinking about yeah. that this morning, of like what he's going to do after. Yeah. Maybe... You think Trump TV? You Trump think TV st- will happen. That was the happen. move beforehand. Yeah. I feel like he's still... Yeah, Trump TV will launch. Compete with Fox News, which he loves. It'll fucking destroy Fox News. Yeah. They'll be, uh, you know, they'll be the failing Fox News. That's true. If It'll Trump the TV new uh, fucking, you know, Trump TV launches. I'm it holding w- out for a Trump TV special. <laughs> 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 uh, a Trump TV original special. If he wins Brandon again. Wardell. The planet is burning. (laughs) 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 The planet is burning and you don't mind, though, either. That's the Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, you could, if he wins again, you could pivot to conservative comedy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Get the bag. You won't have, you know, you got to go in. You got to cash in when you can. bag. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. Get that fucking, dude, it's honestly, oh, I just had a thought about culture. Yeah. <laughs> wow, let's uh, hear it, baby. Oh, I just had a thought about culture. Uh-oh. Well, listen. Do you remember... Okay, do you remember that show Red Eye on Fox yes. News? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It was like a 3 a.m. Fox News show, right? Mm-hmm. Where it was like their... Sort of their like comedy thing. Like edgy kind of They'd like. have like... They'd have some funny people on there sometimes, you know? Yeah. But... uh, Didn't Nick Mullen used to go on there? Yeah, Nick's, Nick's been on there <laughs> and... Yeah, I mean, a lot of, like, big comics. I mean, I remember Doug Benson got in trouble because of, like, some shit he said about, like, the Canadian military. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, but there was, a, there was this one clip on there where it was Steven Crowder and Amy Schumer arguing okay. over, uh, like, I, I think it was, oh, it was, it was Amy Schumer and Steven Crowder having a, having an argument over premarital sex. And this is like, oh, nine. And like, it's really crazy to... Was Crowder like anti-premarital sex? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and uh, there's like sort of some, you know, Steven Crowder says says some stuff about like, like, oh, there's like this part where he's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a dirty, I'm a dirty comedian. I'm going to talk about uh, sex. Oh, really breaking new ground there, Copernicus. And then... Amy Schumer says some shit about like, oh, like I just because like, it, like if you do stand up six times a year, that doesn't mean you can call yourself a stand up and like this, this and this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I didn't realize that that would like fucking predict the next 
what, 10 years yeah. of, of yeah. the, the cultural yeah. discourse yeah. of like just culture as a whole. Because at the time, neither of them were famous. Oh, yeah. Because right. it was like, like Steven Crowder was like, was like, uh, what kind of a, you know, struggle conservative comedian. Not struggle, but like, he wasn't, he wasn't raking it in like he is now. Schumer, you know, what, she maybe had like a live at Gotham appearance. Or, yeah. You know, last comic standing. She wasn't, you know, the, the star that she is now. And now, now look at these two titans. And where's Greg Gutfield? And where's Greg Gutfeld? I think yeah. all, still on Fox. He's, He's still, still on going it. Yeah. Okay. Still, uh, I think he they they gave him like two shows. If I if, think he has like a he has like a show at like five on called the Five. Yeah. Yeah. The crazy thing is that like if literally any decent L.A. or New York comedian just like fully made the switch, became a MAGA comedian for the bag only, mm -hmm. the bag would be is so big. Yeah. There's just not like the talent they have in their pool is not big. Yeah. Like you could go, I mean, oh, it's a, like a, it's a, it's a ruthless really decision sort of like fast forward button. Oh, big yeah. fast. You're play, you could play arenas if you yeah. want. <laughs> Granted, it'll be a lot of like retirement homes bussing people to see your show. Yeah. But I mean, you'd get the bag. Who's huge. Who, Santa who's, Claus who's set up to make that move. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like <laughs> the version I would want is somebody that's like, it would be such a, out of nowhere decision that it'd be mm -hmm. almost funny for them to switch. But like there's, I don't know. Just like pick a name of the hat. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You're, you're more of a stand-up comic expert. Yeah. Like who would, okay. I'm, I'm not even thinking think of people of that are like, there's a lot of people that are probably on the verge that could, you know, somebody that's like apolitical. Yeah. It'd be somebody that's like, they don't even follow politics. They're like, all right, I'm going to do this. And they get on Wikipedia and search conservative. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking about like, um, like Dim I'm thinking about like Dimitri Martin, right? Like it's Dimitri Maga hat, Dimitri Martin, and he's he's doing Just the whole drawings like, he's calm designs. Still. Yeah, he's he's like pulling up he's pulling up graphs, <laughs> yeah. But he's like, yeah, no, it's like kind of you look at the crime rates and, uh, <laughs> but it's still like the cute cute font. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah, you know, it's like. Kind of, you know, they're they're doing the most crime to their own people. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so yeah, Maga. He Maga still has he still has the same haircut. Maga too. Maga Dimitri Martin. I'm I'm on okay. board for that. Yeah. Uh, you do one. Um, who's the really pale older comedian that does jokes about eating too much? Jim Gaffigan. Yes, Jim Gaffigan. Conservative. Oh yeah. Um, damn. What would that be? I like? was a, I was a big uh. That was a big Gaffigan head. He's great. Oh well, yeah. he does the um, he does the like, you've you've you know his. Do you know his stuff? Yeah, well, of course. I listen you know, to him in high like, school. Where it'll he'll do the. Did like, you just cut audience. me in line? Yeah, the the audience voice guy. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like, oh, this guy really likes food. Yeah. <laughs> um, it would be uh, it's it's him um, sort of um. Oh, it's hit. okay. So, <laughs> Maga Maga Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, yeah. So Maga Jim Gaffigan. That's uh, that's him. Sort of. That's him talking about. Um, let's see. That's him it'd talking. Like about the grocery store cashier doesn't speak English or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It'd be the premise. Be like, I just wanted to buy ice cream. Yeah. This is this She's is a uh, que paso. <laughs> Okay, so this is Como se dice, it's Jim Gaffigan, la and he's, he's talking about um, he's talking about welfare queens. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about like 
Yeah, like, oh, like, my tax my tax dollars are just supposed to, like, go to some welfare queen. And then uh, somebody, and then he does the audience guy voice, and, and they're like, oh, I don't want my hard-earned tax dollars going <laughs> to them. <laughs> I don't want my hard-earned tax dollars going to those people. And then he's like, and that's yeah, the end of the joke. Yeah, no, they're right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's MAGA Jim Gaff again. Okay. Yeah, MAGA, uh, MAGA Dimitri Martin. Okay, who else? Who else? MAGA, <laughs> well, we did, MAGA Alana Glazer. Uh, wait, oh, <laughs> yeah, MAGA. Ma- okay, oh, MAGA Alana Glazer. Well, that's a huge. That's a that's a pivot. Um, hmm. Oh man, that's oh. She comes out. She twerks to some Christian rock. Yeah, she twer- She twerks to Ted Nugent. At the beginning of the, yeah, it's her coming out and she's dancing to Ted Ted Nugent. Yeah, <laughs> and um, she's like, uh, she's like, a lot of you may be wondering um, the differences between Alana Wexler and Alana Glazer. Well, Alana, um, Alana Wexler, uh, she uh, believes that promiscuous sex is okay. And I know that it's wrong. <laughs> I know that it's wrong. Alana, Alana Wexler a... wakes up. She reaches over and she grabs a joint and takes yes. a hit. Like <sighs> Alana Glazer reaches over and she re- loads her Glock. Oh yeah, this Second Amendment right. A lot. Alana Steven Crowder in the front row. Bowing, <laughs> yeah, bowing, he loves bowing. it. Yeah, Alana Wexler. Um, she's uh, she's always uh, popping Plan B. Alana Glazer doesn't think women should be allowed to kill babies. <laughs> okay, um, we've done enough of this. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty cool that her <laughs> opening joke in that special is... Uh, yeah, no, it rocks. I have nothing bad to say about it. Yeah. I have nothing bad to say about any, uh, you know, any of my fellow tribe, any other, any comedians... All right, anyway, (laughs) welcome to Yeah, But Still. Okay. Welcome back to yeah. Well, I did that. I I um, earlier um, in a previous episode, I, I was I was thinking about um, alt right Adam Conifer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, Adam ru- Adam ruins everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh but yeah, where he is. But he's he's <laughs> oh, he's a Holocaust about, denier. Um, yeah, skull shapes. Yeah. <laughs> he's a <Yeah>. phrenologist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, damn. He's yeah. <laughs> I want to throw out anymore. Out of getting super into eugenics. Yeah, uh, we'll st- I think I think last time we brought that up, we, it reached a, an end where I'm like, I don't want to go further. <laughs> what? If we were a different type of podcast, I would go further mm-hmm. with that bit. Yeah. Um. Anyway, welcome, Lance. Hello. Hi, guys. You know, welcome. Well, back again. You know. 
in town for were you in town for the um grown ups three reading? I'm doing a couple of things. We're we're getting ready for this uh Beastie Boys story that Spike directed that's oh, coming great. out and sort of putting together some pieces for that. Yeah. And, uh, I heard I heard good things about it. It's What's great. the uh Beastie Boys thing? What is it? It's so Spike it's Jones a, directed it. Yeah, it's like a live performance documentary. So you know how there's like a one man show yeah. type of thing? It's like a two man show live thing, but with like photographs and storytelling and yeah footage and, and there's a lot of uh, dug into guests. a lot of like yeah yeah um some guest appearances and it kind of grew out of this book tour that they did when they released a, the yeah. beastie boys book uh two years ago you're, you're kind of expected or obligated to go around and you know if you're like one author putting out a book you go to like right. the biggest barnes and noble and in, in new york city you get yeah in square whatever and do a reading they didn't want to do something that was kind of like typical traditional and came yeah. up with the idea of doing these appearances with the two of them with a live DJ for the book tour. And, you know, people wanted to come see them together and the energy of those two guys interacting and being funny. Yeah. This so is a great event. And then, uh, Spike kind of helped them develop it into a stage show that they did at King's theater in Brooklyn, which is like a, yeah, huge, beautiful, yeah, beautiful venue. Yeah. 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 So I directed second unit on that and kind of hung around and shot footage during all the process of that coming together. And nice. we're figuring some of that stuff out now and it'll premiere at South by Southwest in March. And then it'll be in IMAX theaters in April. And then oh, wow. on the Apple plus TV streaming platform in April as well. That's great. Yeah. All right. Can I ask you a big question? Okay. How do, I mean, this is like a, literally like a dumb interview question, but like, how did you actually start filming bands? Cause I don't really know, like when did the camera get in your hand and like, when did you start doing that? Cause you've like, I mean, you've met, you teased a lot on the last episode but i like legitimately want to know more of all, like all this footage you have of people but like when did you actually start doing that i think that footage of other people started when i was in athens georgia uh sort of as a mid to late teenager i had started shooting footage on super 8 alone just like empty gas station bathrooms and parking lots and laundromats when i was sort of 11 12 13 in different military base towns uh, oh yeah of- you're uh Military brat. Yeah. Like Brandon. Yeah, similar to Brandon, like yes. same same deal. I'm I'm basically like we have like almost the same birthday and we're at yeah, some of the same places and some of the No, we talked about this in a we we took a journey down south last year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we connected over a, a lot of your southern roots. Origin uh origin stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um so started shooting Super Eight film at that time and then left home in New Jersey, went down to Athens, Georgia, which is a just a great like arts outpost. Yeah. Sort of a place for any weird or eccentric or alienated people in, in the South at the time could sort of head there and find, you know, queer culture or every vegetarian. like Southern state has like one of yeah, those towns. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and there was a great music scene there. Uh, Pylon, B-52s, R.E.M. were really active at the time. And Michael Stipe from R.E.M. was giving out grants to underground filmmakers to make public service announcements or small things and he would fund them getting put on television um at at the time like the government had a policy where a certain amount of broadcast time had to be used for public yeah good and so if you made a 30 second spot about recycling in the mid to late 1980s when people weren't that wasn't like a city program yet it would run on your cable channel in bloomington indiana or whatever that's crazy um yes it was like a good idea and like a neat way to kind of get interesting filmmakers to make progressive political stuff and get it out there and then in Athens, I was screening films at a sort of a basement underground bar space uh, at an event that I set up called Flickr. 
bands would come through and if they had like a night off <clears throat> or were passing through, they might like come watch the films get screened. So like My Bloody Valentine and Dinosaur Jr. came through on a tour. Uh, Nirvana came through. The guys in came through. And they would see stuff or Michael would tell them like, oh, you should meet this young kid, Lance. He's making films. And then from there, just started getting asked to go jump in the van and travel with bands and tour and sort of like, you know, low budget van tours of, yeah. of the United States uh, shooting footage or making things to project behind bands. Or at that time, people were making music videos. So I would get asked to make those. I'd never been to like a film school. I didn't, I wasn't on sets of other people learning, like, here's how you light a music mm. video. Yeah. But just made things. And then people responded to that and would ask me to hang out with them or keep shooting or, or if they got an offer of a budget to make a music video, they'd rather have me make something than do yeah, a yeah. typical thing. Right. And then from there, um, shot with like Nirvana, Pavement, bands like that that were amazing that were touring in the early 90s and had a great time and started coming out to Portland, Oregon on the West Coast uh, in maybe 92, 93 and met like Elliot Smith and the Spinanes and all these like people that were in Portland that felt like a great musical culture that was happening there like Athens Georgia had a great music scene yeah Portland had one going on as well and would kind of go back and forth they're both very inexpensive places to have a room in a group house and keep some books and records and cameras there and go work in New York or LA and just go back and forth to those places to be based out of how old were you then like in that era I was probably 19 okay yeah at that point you were young and then like like Kurt Cobain and Elliot Smith were they like at that time, would you say were they like as big as they were? Or were no, they just this kinda is like kind guys? of like pre, you know, pre major label time for both of them. Like just interesting characters that you recognized or identified as like they're onto something. Yeah, what they're doing like is different or more significant. I had a lot of grudges against like adult culture preceding me. Like what was on the radio and on TV and written about in newspapers that I loved in the eighties wasn't getting reflected in yeah, yeah, mass culture. So. Before those type of people started breaking through, it felt like this real dearth of things that were from people with a shared experience or sensibility to myself. And so I was really hostile or angry at everyone that was older that <laughs> controlled those kind of things. The whole baby boomer generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was kind of looking for or, or trying to find other people like Kurt or Elliot that, that stood out. Um, and then in... I guess in the early nineties when I started shooting with those people, it was just, there wasn't a sense of like where this would get seen or shown. It was just, it felt important to me to archive or document things that were not otherwise being covered or represented or, you know, it wasn't like this footage is going to end up on a VH1 special because those places weren't covering yeah those sort of things. Um, and then both of those people had huge audiences find them and, and respond to what they did and change the culture in many ways. And it was rewarding to sort of see the world, shift away from just playing like beer commercials of Eric Clapton or whatever <laughs> and and then put Nirvana on. What's funny too is that like it was at that time MTV and those channels were even better than they are now. Like they got yeah. so much worse. Yeah, for sure. Now. Did you say even better? <laughs> or yeah, I mean <laughs> I guess like, <laughs> well, like well it back was bad then, at the yeah. time but like you know, it didn't really, it got Back then, so MTV much worse. MTV was even better. <laughs> <laughs> you may love it now. Well, I mean, may, it is like if you, you search. You may love Floribama Shore. <laughs> yeah. But guess what? Back back in my day, they had a show called Jersey Shore. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing about, you, listen, you don't understand this about <laughs> MTV. Is, you know, 
Yeah, the challenge. Yeah, that seems that seems fun, but back in my day they had a show called Next. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like to say they're they're there was at one point they had their finger like sort of on the pulse. Now it's just like not even they're yeah. not even checking the pulse. It's off somewhere else. Well, I don't know it's who it's for. I they don't know who it's Lizzo for. and Brandon Wardell show a couple years ago. They're trying. Yeah, uh, they tried, but then they oh, shut the, that down. Yeah, that was that was why Lizzo moved out to L.A. for that show. Yeah. That uh yeah nobody's yeah Wonderland. But still, I mean, they still didn't even get that right because they like met Lizzo and they're like, you know what, you're a perfect host. Like, oh right, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like they heard her music and they're yeah. like, you know what, you could We're introduce you ho- introduce yeah. bands, yeah. you know, yeah. like they just aren't on. <laughs> right, you know? yeah. They hired her. They hired Lizzo to like introduce like. Uh, what's the what was turned down for what? Lil John. Lil John. Yeah. It was Lil John and uh, who? DJ Snake. DJ Snake. Yeah. Several specific, years after the song is, came out, this they is something had this I specifically remember is like, is <laughs> like her being like, "All right, like, get give it up for Lil John and DJ Snake." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and they're doing. They're playing. Turned out that song what? wasn't new. Literally, not like a new song. At least a year and a half after at the song had come at out. At least, yeah. And it was a smash hit. Yeah, but I only say the MTV stuff because, like, you know, I'll do the YouTube searches and stuff, and like finding like live videos, and occasionally you'll stumble off or stumble across some like you know some band playing on MTV. You're like, oh, dude, I'm surprised they even like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. SNL had like. Good bands on yeah. at one point too. They I mean, still they don't do. They don't. It's not but like it's they not don't like a. But they had some like kooky ones and like yeah, some but they haywire still, performances too. They still do. Like they still book like some wild people. SNL. Who's a wild? Like, who'd you say? Mu- like music wise, yeah. like who were, who were they booking that was like wild back in the day? Necessarily, they had like, like the replacements on. They have like the replacements. Like, wasted. I mean, I guess like they're not. They don't really have like. They had the the band Fear play yeah, one time. Yeah, I guess was, they like, don't have infamous. any like rock bands anymore no they I don't guess and they used to like a couple but times they'll a have year. like kind of transgressive pop acts or whatever yeah. yeah but it's still pop acts i mean the modern day equivalent wouldn't even be that it would be like rappers or something mm-hmm. would be like the equivalent of having the replacements or like um yeah. fear you know it would be something but it's the difference between like bringing somebody on that would get you views versus like bringing this somebody is, on we think this is interesting. that would showcase yeah, yeah. we want to like see what little people would do on tv yeah yeah like that would be if he but yeah. i don't know if he would even do it at the time yeah. <laughs> no little, i mean he would more so now you think he, yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah i um, mean anyway what were we talking about no, like, <laughs> i don't know yeah what was when was that like back thurston moore interview yeah that was is that that was on that mtv was like right that's like my favorite video have you ever watched that no what's that it's so funny. It's there. It's just them kind of going full troll mode, where it's like it's Thurston Moore interviewing Beck, and he has like this. Uh, he has this like the cow goes moo like oh. sound sat like noise fucking no noise toy thing, and at one point like Thurston Moore asks him like some question, and he uh, Beck takes off his shoe. <laughs> Just throws it at the wall. <laughs> like it's very nineties yeah, yeah. sorta like that's like the thing about like a lot of the like uh sort of like things that felt irreverent and like counterculture in the nineties have all sort of been co opted into like what commercials are now. And, yeah. Like, yeah. That is just what culture is. Like there's nothing everything that was 
everything uh, that was like ironic and irreverent in the 90s has now been taken by like Geico commercials. Yeah, right. And so it's, you know. The Rage Against the Machine guy climbing up uh, during the VMAs, was it? Do you remember that? I that don't. was a big MTV moment. It was like VMAs or their other award show. And just like, I think it was the bass player of Rage Against the Machine just like climbed. The, they had like this big Statue of Liberty s- on the stage backdrop and he's okay. like climbed up it. Uh, it was just it's just like a weird video because I don't know if there was like a purpose for him doing it. He was just like being chaotic. Yeah. And they were just like tr- some people were trying to carry on the show and acting <laughs> like it was supposed to happen. And then like Fred Durst was in the crowd like, yo, do a, sta- a stage dive, bro. <laughs> like <laughs> weird. Uh, Howard Stern, fart man. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I rem I remember the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> welcome. <laughs> uh, so, so from there, started working with bands in that context, but wasn't like I'm going to be a music video director, mm-hmm. like pushing that or trying to, you know, just sort of would get asked by different bands that wanted to make something. Just or, being around, yeah, that's like the around. best thing you could possibly do, yeah, for anybody. So it's a mix of like getting asked to go on tour with bands and either project stuff or shoot footage or help them out with different things here and there, or just be around like just invited into the studio to hang out and contribute while things were being written or put together and you still you have like a probably a massive archive yeah yeah quite a bit and then somewhere in the mid 90s um had shot stuff with sonic youth during that sort of back mm-hmm. sonic youth 94 95 era and they'd asked spike jones to put together a music video for a song called the diamond sea off a record that they're putting out and they mentioned like oh this guy lance was shooting a bunch of stuff all summer like you should see you know if he's got stuff that's worthwhile so turned over all the Super 8 that I've been shooting that summer, which included not just the Sonic Youth on stage stuff, but like tagging along with like an early version of the Foo Fighters or um, Friends graduating school or airplane windows or things like that. Mm-hmm. And then they ended up kind of, it was all like Super 8 and 16 millimeter film. Yeah. They ended up kind of like weaving most of that imagery into the bulk of that music video. Oh, and then cool. Spike was very generous and was like, gave a directing credit for it. And yeah. Hmm. You know, didn't need to at the time, but was like yeah. shared the acknowledgement of like, oh, this stuff was actually not just me. It was this guy, yeah. Lance. And so once that came out and was like on MTV, that's when like music video, L.A. based like propaganda films, satellite films, like production companies were like, how do we can we rep you? Like, will you come out here and do stuff or take some meetings and sort of entered that world and mostly enjoyed like shooting stuff with Spike or in that context because he was already subverting what people expected for music videos yeah commercials. like His i wasn't early music to, videos were crazy yeah they're great and like he generally wasn't just doing what would be pitched by an ad company or or thought of internally he wasn't open to just doing those sort of things and i realized pretty quickly from him like you don't have to just make a geico commercial that's a straightforward ad executives pitch of what a geico commercial can be if you're smart or clever enough or persuasive you can be like that's dumb let me just go make something MTV like behind the like the making of music video things that they would play back then and they did a lot for Spike Jones that definitely like altered my career path probably <laughs> like it definitely made me think at the time like that's what I want to do for a living I want to be a music video director of course like now <laughs> now it's like like back then it was just literally like the behind the scenes was them having like millions of dollars to yeah. make like some Blink-182 music video yeah. yeah and there's like catering on set and like living large yeah fully making a living on it now it's just like all right cool you have a your ariana grande video and the budget is 
four thousand dollars <laughs> you it's will lose money much, making this yeah it's wild how much of that stuff is out there in the world now yeah just like there's no way there's like very few people who could even do that what do you do when you get you know a song you like or a, an artist you would want to make something for jack and then they're like the means to do it are not what it would really take i've you know i've done i've uh gotten really scrappy before making a lot of them because i can you know i could be a one-man band if i need to but I've been out of the game. I've, I I want to get back in the game. I uh, I was really grinding for a while to make music videos and just like you know making them with like no budget. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. I mean, if it's if it, the song's good, then it's worth doing. Yeah. You know, that's like the only reason it's worth doing music videos. And 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 the reason why I haven't done a lot since then is because like a lot of the stuff that gets sent to you, it's just like not super great. Yeah. You know, people have people pick weird sing- singles too. You know, I you, I was getting sent like a lot of ballads after okay. my last music video and just like okay. weird. I'm what like, what was the last music video? The Dylan Francis need you. Oh, OK. Yeah. I haven't done one in a long time. Yeah. I was getting like a lot of weird tracks. I'm like, ah, dude, what makes you think I could this is for me? You know, uh-huh. <laughs> do you like, ever think like if they've got a couple songs, like I usually ask to hear the entire record. Yeah. There's something else that like responds better. Sometimes people will have an I they think that the song should have a music video and it's like a five minute long song mm-hmm. that doesn't have different parts to it yeah there's no way to like have new things appear in the video over the course of it yeah that i uh what was the question i'm sorry like when you when someone says hey here's this track do you also try and listen to the other songs that oh yeah sometimes i yeah. do a lot of things you know there's been a few that like start like kind of they're about to happen and they just kind of fizzle out i feel like people don't even want to do them as much anymore like music videos especially if the band's like worth doing a video for I feel I've noticed that like a lot of them, they kind of like could take it or leave it, even having one, you know. Um, anyway, Cause it's like, I mean, why? Why is that? Like just big, changing climate. They just, yeah, they just don't really need to do it, you know. Right. There's not as much pressure. Yeah. And um, a lot of bands I listen to, it's they're you know not like music video bands really. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's pretty crazy though. I, yeah, I was like really interested to hear the the actual start yeah. you know yeah it was a weird way in um and so i've just kind of continued to make personal films and other projects and just on my own shot or documented things that i was interested in or if i had access to larger budgets for things would try and bring in interesting people that i'd met while traveling that i thought were great and put them in yeah other weird things or advocate for them what you're you what you said about uh like having a disdain for authority and people older than yeah. you uh, I think that's like a that's a really actually a really helpful attitude to have. I think people people should have that more now. And I think about that a lot. Of like, you think they don't? They do less of it. It should yeah. but more, more on of like a class lines now than not in like a defeated way, lines. but more of like a like for instance, all the op ed writers that you see all the time. It's baffling that they have jobs, but it's yeah. like it's easy to get mad at people like that. But it's also, you know, for a young journalist, they should be looking at them, and be like. These people are fucking idiots. They are, like yeah. it's like so easy to come in and take their job. Yeah, they're like they're they, like not even good. I think that fully exists. You think so? Yeah. Not everybody has that. Not I think every- it's a good attitude to hold. Yeah, but I think that uh, if anything, it's just become like I don't know. I think there is more of a class like a class. Yeah, divide. I think it's stronger on class divide. Yeah, now. which is actually I think like better. Yeah. Then yeah. simply like <laughs> like I'm a young guy, I don't like the old guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
like it's more no it's more like oh people I mean, understand every industry yeah. yeah people understand that the ruling class is you know pulling the strings yeah yes and they need to they need to cut the strings yeah but in in the art world it's not necessarily it doesn't always mean that they're rich it could just be somebody that's like mm. holding you know blocking your path yeah that yeah. is just they've just been around yeah there's they're always the a lot of that yeah I mean, I think I think like there's less of that now because that the the like paradigm is different and like the structures are different. And like, I think that it's easier now to to like create an independent path. For sure. It is with the Internet. Yes. Shattered it open. Incredibly so. There's a good amount of people. Why would you get bafflingly holding on? Like literally like if I'm like, you know, doing my if I if I'm like doing this podcast Right. Why would I in any sort of like real capacity give a fuck about like, oh, oh, these these executives (laughs) over at MTV or whatever. Like that's, you know, it's dumb. (laughs) I wasn't saying that, though. What's the name of that that podcast or not podcast that like audio content network that tried to launch in the past year? Oh, L at the beginning of it. Luminary. Yes. Like you're not like, oh, why aren't we? Yeah. Oh, no, 100%. oh, where yeah. it was all like, I think Hannibal like moved his podcast behind the Luminary play- paywall and then like brought it back. But yeah, it was like some shit where you could only, you can only listen to Lena Dunham's podcast if you signed up for Luminary. Through that thing, <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. Their own app too. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. have to, like, you can't even do it on like the iTunes. No. Yeah. 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 Proprietary. No, yeah. I sounds, don't know that people are trying to jump bad. on that podcast game yeah i mean that's been happening for goddamn years mm-hmm. but you know does it work for anyone like is anyone doing any well of these like behind the no because i think that people only want to pay for a podcast if it's like directly yeah. to the person making the podcast people don't want to like pay for another service yeah whereas like i do think that uh patreon is um there's something very uh, genuine about that transaction where that in people are more inclined to be like, yeah, of course. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give my money directly to this person making the podcast, but like, why, why would anybody like pay for Lumen? There's no like incentive yeah. to pay for luminary. And then what, like, Oh, I'm paying a network so that I can listen to celebrities who are already rich podcast i don't know yeah a lot of big celebs are getting into the game yeah we're nominated for a damn award against conan (laughs) o'brien oh the shorties (laughs) and uh pam from the office okay it's just like oh uh pam and angela it's uh the podcast is literally called the office Office Ladies. ladies yeah it's called the office ladies yeah um yeah i mean yeah you know respect (laughs) <laughs> it's it is it's a uh, it is funny nominating conan o'brien for a podcast award like he's yeah. gonna show up yeah <laughs> like, he's gonna he tell him come down whole, like, you know what <laughs> you have a whole damn show yeah he has a show why is he also doing the podcast <laughs> you know if anything well, just put his show on itunes and call it the know, conan o'brien podcast what, what you need to you haven't had enough interviewing people for a <laughs> Get day out of here conan you want to interview another person huh Oh, interviewing somebody on your TV show wasn't enough. Now you got to interview a different person. Yeah, you got to extend the length. Audio only. I mean, 
Damn. No, let he the, let the little dogs get I mean, a bite. He was, I'm he hungry. Was, uh, <laughs> he was so he was obviously you know he was so formative for me. Like I would I I watched so much Conan as a kid, but dude, Andy Richter now, man, he's too horny. He's too damn horny. He's I don't know if you keep up with Andy Richter's Twitter. I do. Horrible, horrible account. One of the worst accounts. <laughs> <laughs> one of one of the worst accounts. And you know, I I I hate turning on uh turning on Conan now, seeing Andy Richter to the side, sullying this great man's legacy. You know, is he still on Conan? What's that? Is, yeah, he's still, he's still he's on, on there. He's on Conan. He's just off to the, the sidekick, but he's like got his phone out and he's, he's like responding a, to women. He's got his phone like, out. I think you made a very great point. Responding. And I also to, think you're very pretty. He's got his phone out. He's responding to twenty-two-year-old uh, freelancers. You're like, haha, funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> funny uh, joke. So follow me back so I can send you a message about how funny that is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's his his Twitter account's fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'll say this on the, you know, I won't say it on Twitter, but I'll say it on here. You can't control F a podcast, you know? That's true. You can't, nobody, I, you know. Command uh, F if you're on listen, a Mac. Yeah, when has, yeah, when has anybody ever said a pod, said something <laughs> on a podcast and that's affected their career? Yeah. You know? What, has this ever happened? Not with a comedian <laughs> that I, I can think of. Has this ever happened to Not a. Not with a comedian. Has at any point, has a comedian ever said something on a podcast that they've come to regret later that's been taken out of context? Behind a paywall? Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I mean, is this... I don't know if this, this is... This is a main feed episode. It's a main feed yeah. app. Yeah. So, you know. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't know. I don't think he's... He's not going to fucking listen to you worried to about the no, Andy no, no. Richter Actually, smoke? No, no, no. I'm not worried about Andy Richter smoke. We've talked about Andy Richter at length. I would, Adam tell, said it to, it's I would tell it to his face. No, he's a he's a fucking. We're not criticizing him as no. a comedian. We're just saying, like, bro, I'm you gotta his, be less horny. His Twitter account is incredibly pathetic. If he was my friend, I would text him about it. Be yeah. like, bro, I would be sending him those links, being like, Dog, you, can't, you can't be you doing can't this. Act like this online. You can't be horny on main. No, people they spend too too much time on the computer. They start acting strange. Yeah, and he's and not even direct. You know? It's not even direct horniness. If he was like direct horniness i might even have some more respect yeah it's like indirect kind of like roundabout he literally horny he ruined his marriage because he couldn't stop being a reply guy <laughs> that's fucked <laughs> like how how yeah how, like you literally like you were such a reply guy that you literally ruined your marriage yeah not- you l- couldn't stop replying to girls on the computer your daddy you didn't even ruin your marriage for like cheating some even... some kind of some some like uh you know some nice mistress pussy <laughs> you ruined it because you couldn't stop replying to girls on the internet that yeah. sucks dude that's so crazy yeah that's so crazy to literally ruin your marriage because you can't you couldn't stop replying lol to girls on twitter <laughs> your wife just complaining <laughs> that's so Andy, funny please like, literally stop. his his wife like fucking she you know somebody did like a side by side where his wife uh had replied to somebody somebody was like oh yeah my favorite guys on on twitter like you know 50 year olds that exclusively reply to 25 year old women and then andy richter's ex-wife replies yeah me too 
my least favorite. <laughs> and, and then like everybody was like, yeah, well, we all know who this <laughs> is about. about. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, he's like, he's simping for like, not even, he's not even in Emrata's replies. No, he's like, just in like journalists and stuff. Bro, like they're not even bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's literally like simping for like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not, not gonna name names. Yeah. Don't name names. Yeah. Also, because, like, I don't even think most people would even know who you're talking about. Right. That's why it's bad. <laughs> yes. No, I... God damn. Pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely pathetic account. No, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> I don't want to, you know... Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I'm not I mean, afraid of... I mean, perfect example, though, if I had to tie back to what I was saying before, like... Also, the Kamala Harris video. Did you remember that? No. Oh, oh no, my god oh oh yeah where he did when, like the when like the when the fucking campaign death rattle was uh starting starting to happen the, like that was, was like about to drop out that was the that andy richter kamala harris video was the campaign death rattle like it's literally like it's kamala harris like i'm here with my friend andy richter uh and you know he's endorsing kamala harris and it's like who is it? Who is this for? Yeah, <laughs> like, who is this for? Literally, who the fuck is this video for? He's doing an IRL reply. Yeah, I support you, sweetie. Yeah, um, I mean she's, she's she's worth simping for. Fair enough, you know, Mrs. Officer. We'll give it to him there. Oh, we 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 like a cap cap. We 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 we. When I get up all in ya, you know, but it ain't the, like a cat, cat. <laughs> you know two words in the song. Uh, yeah. Jack, no. who do you respect for their horniness? Oh, for their horniness? I mean, I respect my co-host, Brandon. Thank you. I all do, right. res- you know, it pays the bills. He did a great slideshow at our um, recent live pod. Oh, yeah. Of women he was horny for. And it was diverse. That's not, that wasn't the title. It was All Timer Babes. All Timer Babes. And it sort of, kind of there was review. an arc. There was an arc there to it. There was an yeah. arc where it started with 04 Lohan, moved into uh, 09 Olivia Munn, moved into, eventually it moved into, uh, moved into um, Hillary and uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who. Who I said that I only knew about because of Pete Davidson's tattoos. Yeah. A lot of these and women were people that are tattooed on then, Pete Davidson's uh, body. And then I moved into, um, yeah, Elizabeth Warren for representation. We're, dude, we're Honestly, we're overdue for the Liz Warren tattoo. Right. That's like something oh, sure. that should have happened. Yeah. It's like, I'm logically, it should have happened. Yeah. At least an endorsement, don't you think? I mean, wait until after the primaries. It'll be a know? post- a post primary he gets, tat. He gets a, she's no longer in the race. Pete Davidson gets a gets an Elizabeth Warren tattoo. Yeah, she starts surging in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. Well, okay, I was gonna tie it up though. Like I was talking about being able to see somebody and like recognize like, oh look, like this, I shouldn't be intimidated because like look at who's standing in my way now more than ever. Like Twitter, I mean, you could literally see like Andy Richter replying to people like that it's just like that should be inspiring really yeah, yeah. if yeah. anything just like yeah look at these a lot of these people are goofballs no it's like, a, it's a real it's a real bummer and these people they did it to themselves yes if you j- just were not on the computer you could still be a cool guy 
you'd still be respected for what, true. what you have done. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's like a lot of people that were at one point like, you know, some of my favorite people. I mean, I also imagine it, if Brad Pitt was on Twitter just in like eating yeah, some frozen I, yogurt today. Yummy. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't know what his opinions are. Yeah, that's great. That's a, good a way great to be. place to be at. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't wait to fucking parachute out of this shit. <laughs> parachute yeah. out of podcasting. Have nobody know <laughs> my opinions on anything. Would love that. I would, would love nothing more. That would be a very curious day to witness. Would love would love nothing more than to, to not know what you think. To <laughs> yeah, to no longer uh have anyone know any of my opinions. <laughs> That's that sounds amazing. Yeah. That All sounds right. like that's Thank you to the listeners and uh <laughs> goodbye. From that's like a, the a previous podcast. Of, no, I mean obviously no, I am uh I'm binded. <laughs> you know obviously you know like i you know uh i i have to i have to uh be here <laughs> to work no i love it is the thing no i do literally love it it is mm-hmm. nice to not literally no no gatekeeper no no uh no gatekeeper no uh senior no parents no no exactly no parents no dude. no none of these suits we're not touched by these suits okay we get in here and this is the this is the fucking free speech coliseum, right? <laughs> and uh, you know, I and we're yeah. gladiators. Yeah, we're coliseum. gladiators. Yeah. Yes. No, but and I love that, and I love being a free speech gladiator. But very jealous of the people who are at a point where nobody needs to, nobody knows anything. They yeah. think That's that sounds that thing. sounds so nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I can I I keep I keep some. There's there's some opinions, you know, people don't know about. <laughs> What's up? You know, I keep some. You know, there's some opinions that I keep private that only uh, we know about. You know, I don't. I I don't put. I don't. Uh, I I'm very private about most comedy opinions, but I think with like Andy, like with Andy Richter, he's so publicly. We're not even critiquing his Twitter. comedy. We're literally asking no, exactly. him to stop replying. Exactly. We're just talking about his his Twitter behavior. Yeah. Or start replying to, to uh, you know. Literally just men. be horny in private. Respond to everybody. If you you can be horny on the computer but just not even click, in DM people if you want. Click the envelope button instead of the at button. Yep. And you can just be horny on the you can be horny on the computer in private company. Mhm. You don't you can be horny on the computer without uh, me knowing, you know? I don't want to watch that. I'm not. <laughs> when I've been horny on the computer, I keep it I keep it private, and I keep it. You don't want to see I, it. It's like I, I don't want to. I also uh, don't want to know my dad. I keep it normal. I don't want to know my dad's horny habits. Yeah. But occasionally, like, on his desktop, there will be, like, a screenshot he took of, like, a sexy celebrity, and they're always like really funny yeah. too, <laughs> like Carrie Underwood or something. Yeah, like, like, Carrie oh, Underwood man. wearing a dress. Well, not even screenshots. He usually will save the file. It'll be like Carrie Underwood sexy dress. Dot <laughs> Hell yeah, PNG. That's <laughs> like, awesome. And I'll like I'll sometimes like sort his desktop for him. Uh, yeah, because you know he's a he might be dating somebody now, but he's essentially a bachelor. Like yeah. you know, I don't want you. I don't want a date coming over. Yeah, he pulls up the computer to show him some. Bullshit! I don't know. Right. I see Carrie Underwood sexy bra. Dot png. <laughs> yes, I put that in a little subfolder for him sometimes. Yes. You know, what's the what's the folder called? 
Um, dude, untitled like, folder, just like oh, just untitled. Yeah, I'm folder. not gonna. Oh, okay. I, I don't tell him I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I just got him. Uh, I helped him get a new computer, <laughs> and um, we were like, I was setting it up for him, and he like wanted yeah. me to do like transfer his files, and I'm like, we'll get the important ones. And he's right. like, I want all the files. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, you want all the files? <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure you, all of them are important? He's like, just make it the same. I'm like, all right. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, man. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I, that's like, exactly. There's nothing wrong with, if you're just keeping it. In nothing the, wrong for him doing that. Keeping I want to see it. In the untitled folder. Your do you think he not, carries any grudges? Like, ah, he organized my computer nine months ago and I can't find. I'm sh- guarantee he blames it on himself or the computer. Okay. You know? Oh, yeah. Just like, for oh, sure. Where did Carrie Underwood sexy bra dot JPEG go? <laughs> I hate these Macs. Yeah, like yeah. going into the Apple store, literally. Like, I'm missing a file. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know yeah. the Apple store people have they like, call themselves. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about these geniuses at the genius bar. Yeah. Well, losing I mean, my losing my that's uh, like that's nothing. I'm sure they see some they weird see fucking shit. Oh, no, I know. Oh, like, brutal shit on yeah. there. I would hate to, you know. Yeah. I'm sure um, there's some genius, Apple geniuses listening to this right now that are nodding along. Yeah. Probably see some weird shit. Yeah, they know. Yeah. 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 Oh, you know who's real? You know, another tw- uh, Twitter guy, Michael Ian Black. Oh yeah. oh yeah, another fallen, another fallen soldier. What happened? I, I another feel like somebody. You, I feel like that might be a person you might have met back oh, in the yeah, day. Yeah, of course. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. He's been on meltdown and yeah. No, oh like yeah. I've, well, you know. Okay, so through comedy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've like I did like a an Odenkirk show where it was like him and it was like David Cross and Michael and Black. And, yeah. You know what like, happened? I don't think I know what you're. Oh, this is like a few years ago. We did oh, like a a sketch th- on stage. He's asking about what what did Michael do? Oh, the yeah. Michael and Black thing. Well, you know about the Meghan McCain stuff. Yeah, that was like, disappointing. Which him writing a book with Meghan McCain. And by the way, if for people that don't know, like Stella is, I think if you can find it An online, amazing show. One of my favorite shows ever, and it's like a part of why I got into comedy. The the Stella Schwartz, Summer. I've yeah. seen that movie. Easily 40 times. Like, literally, like, the Stella Shorts are the funniest thing ever to me. Or at least, like, they were very formative. Like, they no, had amazing. All of the Stella Shorts, I, w- I would watch those when I was in, like, middle school. And that was, like, a part of, like, what got me into the comedy that I'm into. Uh, but, uh, yeah, now, Michael Ian Black, he's, he fucking... He's just arguing with he, people Yeah, online. he's arguing with people about, like, somebody... Oh, Rob Delaney tweeted, no, no war with Iran. And then Michael Ian Black was like, why? <laughs> and, then <everybody laughs> and then immediately, like, he's just, like, flooded with replies, like, fuck you, fuck you, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, like, that is, like, sort of, that is, I've never seen such a, like, good example of, like, what, of, like, how not to use Twitter. Yeah. Where you're, like, that's not even, that's not productive at all. All you've done is make people mad at you. Yeah. And that's all people, all people do on there is, like, make people mad at them. And then it's also like it rewires how they think and how they communicate into the, it becomes this thing where it's also homogenous. And so it's like, Oh, you're like being annoying, but you're not even being annoying in a unique way. Yeah. Like you're being like, you're being annoying in the same way that, you know, these other 5,000 people are being annoying. 
And so it's like, oh, you know, he he went from become he went from being this like very dynamic, unique, comedic voice, somebody who's like making like really funny shit. And his like his his short stories are literally very funny. I had my custom van hardcover, like that was like. I mean, he's literally uh, really funny. Yeah, yeah. when I was like younger, I would like listen to his like he had a stand up album that I liked a lot. And now he's just another Twitter centrist freak. Yeah, defending he weird literally stuff like, too. Just like I mean, who else is gonna stick up for war? Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, like being a a radical centrist. Literally simping for Meghan McCain. Yeah, my man is a married man simping for Meghan McCain. It's definitely just like instead of doing that, why don't you just not care about politics? You know, you could just make just stuff. Like, just express yourself through the stuff that you're making. Yeah, it's just weird to be like. Yeah, like uh, ra- radically uh, fighting for just like being a centrist. Just and like, it's also, yeah, maybe Twitter's, we should go to war with Iran. Twitter is <laughs> fully not a platform to express any of these ideas. Like, it's mm-hmm. not, it's literally impossible to properly express any sort of like nuanced ideas on there. That's why I do think ultimately, like, the only people using it right are just like, if you're just shit posting, yeah. like, that's kind of the only thing that's like really. It's not built for threads, you know? Mm-mm. I don't think it's, uh, you know, I, I think, like, there's too much room to for misinterpretation. Misinterpretation. Yes. Yeah, I don't think it's, yeah. Has it I'm effect, reformed. Like, has there been repercussions or backlash to him because of his oh, Twitter? Oh, he just gets flamed all the yeah, time. Yeah, everybody's just yeah. flaming him all the time. It changes your, you know... You don't, yeah. It changes you know, how I look at him too. Yeah, because you do, before we had these platforms, I would only know people through their work, and so it's weirder to watch the Stella sketches, Stella sketches, and be like, "Oh yeah, that guy wants to fight Iran." <laughs> like, I, you know, you don't yeah, even like know that it's sometimes. It's that is like that's like the shittiest part of Twitter for me is watching people who I really looked up to in high school sort of just become incredibly pathetic. Yeah. Like it is, um, yeah, it's really unbecoming because it's like before that, it's all I knew was like the good stuff that they made. And so, and then, you know, it's just sort of like too much of a glimpse into people's psyches and like how they operate. So, yeah, I don't know. Everybody should, uh, get off the computer. I think ultimately it's Twitter is, I think as a whole, I, I like that I can, I, I, Talking about this on the podcast is cathartic uh, because I'm not going to get on. I think too many people are on Twitter saying, saying this kind of thing. All the people listening right now should just be having their own podcasts. To yeah, do this I instead. think everybody should just sort of. Uh, well, I do that think nobody that listens to. They just like it basically is a diary, <laughs> an audio diary. Is I'm what you're saying proposing. if you have a platform, the I think the more eyes you have on you, the less you should say. Sure. Yeah. I think like if you're if you're a uh, if you're a successful comedian, just keep doing that. The, the, why do you need to be on Twitter? Mm-hmm. You know, besides like promoting your shit or whatever. True. What do you think, Lance? That's my approach. <laughs> yeah, right. You kind of you say I I I kind of stay silent on there. I don't really I don't really say too much on there. That's what you're known uh, for nowadays. 
I think I don't think <laughs> I'm the Bram Wardell, a man who's not online. I'm not. I'm not like a. <laughs> you made you made some transitions. Yeah, I'm not like you're defined posting. by. We know yeah. you're posting. Yeah, yeah you're shut posting the fuck posts. up, bitch. <laughs> I literally like have you've, not. Been, I, I know that you've been on there less. I'm on it more yeah. than you now. Uh, you're literally on there more than me. Yeah. No, I think like it's not. I don't think my career is uh, still defined by the internet. No. Um. Yeah. You know. Uh yeah, Twitter is bad, <laughs> but I think it's saying it on a podcast is different than I. I think there's a lot of people who are on Twitter all day who spend all day on Twitter being like, oh, having a normal one in Hell World or whatever. It's like, yeah, then get off the computer, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Why are you fucking? You spend all day on Twitter talking about how you fucking hate Twitter. Shut the fuck up. It's annoying. <laughs> you know, I hate it. True. Yeah. Anyway, All right. You love it. You love it. Uh, I've wanted to get off recently. Yeah. I've wanted to get off recently. I've Sometimes I'll give my sister my password and just like have her lock me out. Yeah. Although I've been thinking it'd be funny if like I give her my password and have her lock me out, but I could like, I kind of, I like mail her tweets in the mail that I wanted to post. <laughs> so I'm like kind of like a week late to like chiming in on trending oh, hashtags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like. Like this week, I'm posting like, "Oh man, we're going to World War Three, y'all!" <laughs> like trying to go viral. Yeah, <laughs> there are people like that who kind of like log in every couple of weeks and sort of like chime in on past news. Right. Some celebs, but yeah, I think if maybe that's a new bit I could do, where I just uh, you know, I'm I'm tweeting via mail. Yeah, that's that that sounds like a great idea. Get printouts of the feed when I yeah. need them. Yeah. Waste a lot of paper in the process. Yeah. This will be this will be all paper based. I'm moving <laughs> to all paper based. Yeah. Uh this is a decision that I think is best for me personally. Yeah, that sounds great. Yep. Right on. Um all right, anyway, I mean, I think we probably that's probably the whole episode, but you guys want to Oh, more more on the want to keep going? Yeah, more behind the paywall. Yeah. If I you want to say I was going to say on Patreon. Yeah. You know. Uh I was going to put the emphasis on the pay. Yeah, uh, patreon.com slash yeah, yeah but, but Lance, still. you down? We'll, we'll keep talking sure. a little bit um, on Patreon. Yeah, and uh, yeah, if you live in uh, if you live in LA, come to the satellite Sunday, uh, February 9th for Brandon Ward, Ellen Friends, uh, Jack Knight, Zach Fox, uh, Adelson Fitzgerald Holder the first. I don't know if you remember Mr. Pregnant. No, online, Mr. Pregnant, absolute legend. You don't know Mr. Pregnant? No. I gotta show you some Mr. Pregnant videos. Okay. But he's gonna he's gonna be there. Yeah. Um yeah, February 9th at the satellite. Um come to that. All right. Well, sign up for our Patreon. We'll talk more with Lance on there. And Lance, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Even, Watch the even. Michelle Wolf joke show special on Netflix. Yes. Okay, good he plug. Directed Michelle Wolf's new special on Netflix. Hell yeah. She's Get great. that plug off. Yep. All right. Sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash yeah but still. Uh, we'll be talking to Lance more. Um, and thanks for listening. All right, bye.